TNT Radio wants to know what you really think because your opinion matters at TNTradio.live. Upload a video, some audio, or drop us a note on TNT Radio's Soapbox. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Critically analyzing global affairs. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, we've made it to hour two. Just had a great chat with musician Vinny Caggiano. Check that back in the archives if uh, you didn't hear it live. And um, what's the news? What's going on? Twitter has announced it's going to change its COVID-1984 policy where it's no longer going to enforce its coronavirus misinformation policy. So I guess I suppose that means if you post stuff on Twitter, you know, saying that it was that, that, that this... Uh, that COVID was a planned, you know, that it was a scamdemic, a plandemic, that sort of stuff. The vaccines are killing people. Um, supposedly, it will not uh, label your tweet as misinformation or even, I don't know, get, get your account deleted. I don't doubt, though, I have a feeling that all of this will come back at some point in spades. It will come back uh, with the next pandemic that they plan. I think everything that we're seeing is going to come back on steroids. So that's my personal feeling. Don't uh, don't break out the champagne <laughs> just yet. Um, England and Wales are no longer majority Christian nations for the first time ever. I think it's been uh, reported. They account for less than half of the population. Um, so that's interesting to see this trend that's going on. Obviously, that does have to do with migration, uh, demographics. Uh, you know, Westerners are just not making babies because they've been told, you know, it's bad for the climate. Your career is more important. Um, and, uh, you know, probably the GMO foods that we're bombarded with and uh, a number of other Causes. Meanwhile, Russia is pushing for a gas union in Central Asia with Kazakhstan, my former home, and Uzbekistan. All three will be able to coordinate their supplies and make gas flows more efficient. I think it's another sign of regional integration where the world will end up in these regional unions, Eurasian Union, North American Union, um, you know, the, the move towards multipolarity. This is a funny story. A Buddhist temple in Thailand has been left without monks after all its holy men failed drug tests and were defrocked. Four monks, including an abbot at a temple, tested positive for methamphetamine. All the monks were high. That's uh, interesting. Thai <laughs> news and antiwar.com. Good stuff. Uh, you know, Scott Horton has been on TNT Radio. Dave DeCamp, I've had him on. And uh, this is from Ted Snyder. And he's pointing out that it seems it's becoming clear that the recognition of Juan Guaido and the isolation of Venezuela have been a failure and that both are coming to an end. Recognition of Guaido is disintegrating and Venezuela is being reintegrated into the international community. There are even signs that the U.S. may be preparing to abandon Guaido and the interim 
governments and it's interesting. I, I, I do think uh, Ted Snyder in this article is onto something. It does seem like, um, I mean, to, to have a South American union as Lula and Rafael Correa and even AMLO propose, you got to have everyone on board. You can't have any, you know, grudges. And so I definitely do think Venezuela will be brought back into the fold. So there's that. And um, what else do we have? going on that's interesting. Um, Ralph Scholheimer was uh, a guest of mine. He points out that um, the amounts of lithium that will be needed for a clean energy transition is enormous. It's impossibly enormous. And he says, without a revolution in storage technology, we will run out of lithium before we are anywhere near the goals set by politicians for example, ending the internal combustion engine by 2035. Uh, and he's got a map and a chart. And what if that's the goal? I mean, what if their goal is like they, they don't, I, I, they've told us they don't want us to have cars. So what if that's the whole point? They want to stop making cars and we're not going to make it to electric vehicles. We don't have enough lithium, whatever. That's the whole point. They don't want us to have cars. And they're going to, I think at some point in a couple of years, they're going to be like, oh, guess what? You know, we miscalculated. Sorry. We stopped manufacturing combustion engines. We couldn't make it to EVs. Sorry. You're going to have to use your bikes or your two feet. Um, I mean, we're dealing with psychopaths running the show. So, uh, yeah, that's what's going on. And a reminder, um, you can listen to us. If you're listening live, you can listen through the website, tntradio.live. You click, click the button uh, at the center uh, you know, from your desktop, uh, laptop, tablet, whatever. You can download the TNT Radio app from the app stores. You can also stream live on YouTube, Rumble, and Odyssey on our channels. We have you covered on TNT Radio. Keeping the commitment 24-7. I come to you for facts. I really appreciate what you and your team do. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Dr. Anthony Franken-Fauci, the director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases since 1984. Ooh, there's a symbol right there. There's a sign. It must, be, it must mean something. And President Joe Biden's chief medical advisor, he was deposed last week by two attorney generals as part of a lawsuit alleging he and other Biden admin officials colluded with social media companies to censor COVID-related content during seven hours of questioning under oath. The good doctor or bad doctor claimed he had no clear memory of details that would shed light on his involvement in speech suppression, nor could he name any studies showing that masks work against COVID-1984. But was that before or after he requested the court reporter to wear a mask because she had the sniffles? With the full report here, joining me once again is TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thank you, Hervori. That's right. He has been the face of the pandemic response and now stands accused of colluding with big tech to suppress dissent in violation of the First Amendment. I am, of course, speaking of the good doctor, or as you pointed out, the bad doctor, uh, the saint, 
Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, so here's the story, folks, in case you didn't know. Uh, there are a couple of U.S. attorney generals. One of them is Eric Schmidt, the attorney general of Missouri and now senator-elect, alongside Louisiana attorney general Jeff Landry. And they have uh, they sued or are suing the U.S. government uh, starting in May, uh, alleging it violated people's First Amendment rights by pressuring big tech companies to censor speech. Documents produced by the government in response bolstered the claims. U.S. District Judge Terry Doughty, the appointee via Trump overseeing the case, recently ordered Fauci and seven other officials to testify under oath about their knowledge of the censorship and that took place, uh, I believe, last Wednesday. Uh, and it took about seven hours of uh, what the Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry described uh, uh, as stonewalling detailed questioning by answering that he has no clear memory of details that would shed light on his involvement in speech suppression. Taking to Twitter immediately following the deposition, Landry said, quote, Wow, it was amazing to spend seven hours with Dr. Fauci. The man who single-handedly wrecked the U.S. economy based upon, quote-unquote, the science, only to discover that he can't recall practically anything dealing with his COVID response, end quote. Well, that's not all uh, Fauci was unable to uh, recall. Uh, the Epoch Times reports that uh, during this um, deposition, apparently, uh, he could not cite any studies that helped change his mind concerning masking against COVID-19. As you all may recall, Fauci was among the top U.S. officials repeatedly urging people to not wear a mask early on in the COVID-19 pandemic unless they were showing symptoms. Among his many public and private statements, he wrote in February 5th, 2020, an email that, quote, the typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out a virus, which is small enough to pass through the material, end quote. Well, about two months later, Fauci and other top officials reversed course and issued widespread masking recommendations, regardless of symptoms. Asked about the change while under oath on November 23rd, Fauci could not provide any studies. And this is according to lawyers representing plaintiffs in the case. Uh, one of the lawyers, Jenin Yunes, told the Epoch Times, quote, he was asked what studies or study particularly specifically changed his mind in that interim, which is what he claimed. He claimed that it was studied. He couldn't name any, end quote. Rut row. Okay. Well, during a, an interview with Mark Zuckerberg in the mid-2020s, um, this was uh, Fauci, he told Mark Zuckerberg uh, that the original recommendation to not wear a mask was because of mask shortages. He said, quote, two things happened. One, it became clear that we had enough of the equipment, so there was no shortage. It became clear that cloth coverings that you didn't have to buy in a store that you could make yourself were adequate. And third, and probably the most compelling thing, is when it became very clear that anywhere from 20 to 45% of people who were infected didn't have any symptoms. So the risk of your being in contact with someone who said, well, you look good, I look good, we're not infected, was not the case that you could be spreading it asymptomatically. You put all of those things together, which had us evolve from saying maybe we should hold off on masks because we needed them for the healthcare workers to saying now everybody should be wearing a mask when they're outside and should be trying to distance. That's one example of evolving as you get more data and you get more information, end quote. 
makes perfect sense to me. All right. So about this, uh, this court reporter thing, this is, this is the fascinating thing. Uh, he sat down for the deposition at the headquarters of the NIH in Bethesda, Maryland. This is a parent agency of the uh, NIAID, which uh, Fauci is preparing to leave by the end of the year. Hooray! The questioning, of course, did last for seven hours. Fauci did not wear a mask during the questioning. And neither did anybody else when the deposition started. This is according to the lawyer Yunus. The woman transcribing the questioning, the court reporter, was sniffling. Fauci asked the woman if she had a cold. She responded that she had allergies. According to Yunus, about 15 minutes later, Fauci asked her to put a mask on and said that he was uncomfortable. And the last thing in the world I want right now is to get COVID. So she had to wear a mask the whole time. Wow. There you have it, Harori. Hypocrisy upon hypocrisy upon hypocrisy. What do you think about all this? It's it's a clown show. <laughs> I mean, it's like Sol that Solzhenitsyn quote, you know. Um, they know that we know that 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 they know, you know, <laughs> that they're lying and uh, he's just caught and I mean the amazing thing is he's got it some sort he's got some sort of diplomatic immunity, get out of jail card and um, yeah, I'm just reading some commentary here from this lawyer, Janine uh, Yunus, who was a guest of mine on TNT Radio. I think she's involved with Dr. Arian, Aaron Hariati, who I've also interviewed, and, and others in all of these different lawsuits. She says uh, uh, a note, noteworthy aspect of Fauci's deposition is um, he did not use the word lockdown. And I think this was uh, intentional. So just so many flip flip-flops that we've all seen like there's footage of him in late 2019 or early 2020 saying don't use masks as a joke and he they, they flip-flopped on literally every covid protocol and I, I do recall that this does seem to be some type of psychological torture you know totalitarian uh technique where, where you just sort of like flip-flop with the victim and and you just mess with the victim's head and i think there's that and I, I just, it feels like the tide is turning. I'm just not that optimistic. <laughs> you know, hopefully it does turn, but I just don't feel like it's time yet to be breaking out the champagne. I don't know what to tell you. It's just, this is, this is like, this is, yeah, this is like a closing chapter in this story, I think. It, you know, after, whatever is going to happen as a result of this deposition is one thing. But regardless, Fauci is on his way out from uh, his current position. So we'll, we'll just roll in with a new little ghoul, I'm sure. Um, but this is something that from the very beginning, um, I took advantage of this as an example to show people, hey, listen, they're messing with us, people. Um, I, it's currently in hiatus, but I do have a podcast called The Daily Ruckus. And pretty early on when I was doing that, I did a, a well, it wound up being a six-part series across a few years, but uh, it was called Don't Mask Me, Bro. And in there, I featured a ton, I mean, a ton of audio content of people, including Fauci, flip-flopping back and forth about whether you should wear a mask and why, whether you shouldn't wear a mask and why. And it's like, it's coming from the same people. So you have like the Surgeon General saying, don't wear a mask. And then, you know, a week later, the Surgeon General desperately urging everybody to wear a mask. Same thing with Fauci, same thing with presidents, mayors, governors, doctors, experts rolled out in front of the media. And then I, 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 
I, I correlated that with a bunch of audio from actual doctors talking about the actual uses of face masks and could clearly show using science, you know, that face masks don't do anything. And, and Fauci was right. His, his initial assessment that a cloth face mask is not going to keep out a virus. Hey, there you go. Right from the beginning, he told the truth. It's just very weird that he decided to start lying and then lying about why he lied and then lying some more to cover his lies. Uh, Not a big fan of lying and I'm not a big fan of Fauci at all. By the way, I'm I'm a big fan of Rick Wiles and truenews.com and they are selling a gag gift for Christmas called the Fauci Elf. Uh, On the back it says owned by China and it's Fauci dressed as an elf, I think, um, based on what Ron DeSantis said, that someone should chuck that uh, elf Fauci across the, the bottom of, and you can get it at truenews.com slash Fauci elf. I think I'm going to get one. So uh, anyways, I hope you have a good evening, Ruckus. We'll talk to you tomorrow and we'll be right back after this break. TNT Radio's Joe Hoff. Mike Pence, the vice president, who up till that time was somewhat questionable as far as, you know, where did he stand? He'd been relatively quiet during the uh, Trump presidency, just stood there. Well, he comes out and announces uh, while President Trump is speaking on a very cold day uh, in Washington, D.C. My, my brother was there. There was n- numerous people I know that ended up there and uh, said it was the biggest crowd they'd ever seen. At least a million people showed up that day to protest the stolen election. And uh, during President Trump's speech where he's just going through this battery of corruption, battery of questionable balance, President Trump's laying it out and then Mike Pence drops a bomb that he's going to He's going to certify the results. He says there's no, no, he has no option. He has to do it. And I believe that was a lie. And uh, he had every option. And I believe that our, uh, that a good man would have done that. A good man wouldn't have said, well, you know, um, I have to do this. There's a timing issue here. No, I think a good man would have said, you know what? These results are not certifiable. I'm not going to certify them. Uh, But Mike Pence failed and uh, failed miserably. Joe Hoff on today's News Talk TNT Radio. A better business tip from TNT Radio. News Talk Radio listeners are some of the most active and involved listeners of any format. TNT Radio listeners rely on TNT Radio often as their primary source of information. They trust TNT Radio and are highly engaged with the content. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. What the heck are you even talking about? Freedom of speech, freedom of movement, freedom of choice, freedom of assembly, freedom of health. Our freedom, the voice of freedom, is TNT Radio. All right, I'm joined by Mark Mallet, a Roman Catholic singer, songwriter, missionary. He's performed and preached throughout North America and abroad. He's got a fantastic website, The Now Word, Reflections on Our Times. That's markmallet.com. Mark, M-A-L-L-E-T-T dot com. And then if you add the slash blog, you'll get his uh, reflections. And the other website is countdown to the kingdom dot com. Welcome to TNT Radio, Mark. Oh, thank you. It's good to be with you. For, for people who may not know uh, of you, because there's people listening from Australia and around the world, if you could just tell us a bit about yourself. Well, I'm about five foot to eleven. No, I just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually. We, I, I just technically got 
things working about 30 seconds before going on to air here so i i i'm uh, i'm just sorting my brain out but i hope it does it sound okay on your end over there yeah we're all good we're all we're running on four cylinders. okay that's great well um yeah i'm i'm uh i guess we'll start with what i'm proudest of most and that's that i'm a, i'm a father of eight kids um, my wife and i had three three girls and five boys uh, we had the babysitters first, so we were kind of thinking ahead. But um, <laughs> we, um, we, uh, I started in television actually uh, several years ago. I was uh, a business reporter and then a business anchor for CTV Edmonton uh, in Canada. And uh, around the turn of the millennium uh, was when a lot of these um, smaller networks were starting to eliminate all their local shows except for the news. And uh, so that they uh, canceled the business show I was on. It was doing really well. It was actually climbing in the ratings, but um, for them, it was more about money at that point, I guess. So I was out on my own and I went into music for a number of years. And uh, it was around 2006 um, that uh, I, the, uh, the tap for songwriting began to slowly turn off and the tap for writing about these incredible times that we're living in began to be turned on. And um, so my music ministry began to shift more and more actually back into, especially in the last three years, back into my TV roots and writing. And uh, I've really gone back into tackling because of the, the propaganda that we're facing in the world today. Uh, so many people believe what they're being told on the news. And as a news person, I got to tell you, I, I was there when the industry began to change. I was there when they began to get rid of good reporters and replace them with people with nice makeup who could just read a teleprompter. And, uh, and, and I saw the change. And so in the last three years, I said, you know what, I've got I've to put my reporter hat back on. And uh, I began to write about the pandemic, began to write about everything going on. Uh, I just launched a website this year called um, waitaminute.ca. And these are little short little documentary vignettes that uh, are tackling the narrative and the lies, the outright lies in some cases that were being told. And, uh, you know, I was just listening a little bit to your show beforehand. And, uh, you know, I, obviously you, you guys are awake, not mm -hmm. woke, but you're awake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's a huge difference between the two today. Um, and we could perhaps talk more about that. But anyway, that just gives you a bit of an idea of my background and who I am and yeah, I'm a dad. Yeah. <laughs> I, eight. That's uh, uh, that's wow. Congratulations. And uh, I always Thank say, you, you know, Cl Klaus Schwab wants us uh, to kill ourselves. Uh, I respond, no. <laughs> people make more babies. And <laughs> um, you know, uh, I was going to say because you 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 speak from a Catholic perspective, and you know, I'm I, I'm 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 Croatian. Uh, I'm now in living in Mexico. I've become a proud Mexican national uh, as well. And uh, I recall, I actually got to see. Pope John Paul II with my own eyes in living color in, I think it was in 1997 in Medjugorje mm -hmm. because I, I went to a Catholic seminary for high school in uh, Croatia. Yeah, I wasn't going to become a priest, but it was just for the better education. So I, I just uh, yeah. thought I'd mention that uh, interesting time. But, you know, sometime during COVID-1984, uh, I found your website, your your now word, okay. and it was it was mm -hmm. comforting. It was refreshing. Uh, I think your analysis is, is profound and you know, you you, t you cover everything we talk about the Great Reset, uh, you know, mm -hmm. World War Three, COVID nineteen eighty four, these dark spiritual 
forces and it, it feels like things are accelerating you know that we're living in a yes you know left behind uh prophecy film or or, or whatever and you know could you help us make make sense of some of these things as you see them you know what's going on in the world right now well you know i think um you brought up john paul ii and in 1976 when he was still a cardinal he came to the united states and he said to the Congress in Philadelphia where they were gathered, he said, uh, few understand the historical confrontation that we have just gone through. Um, and I think he was referring to the Enlightenment period, basically, where the entire Enlightenment period, <laughs> you know, people, again, claimed to be enlightened, claimed to be woke, but they actually were falling deeper and deeper into darkness with all their isms of Marxism communism, Darwinism, uh, radical feminism, uh, and on and on and on. And John Paul II then said, and I quote, and this is from, uh, it's published in the Washington Times, I believe, and uh, also what I'm quoting right now is from Deacon Keith Fournier, who was there, who confirms these words. And John Paul II, he said, we are now facing the final confrontation between the church and the anti-church the gospel and the anti-gospel, Christ versus the antichrist. It is a trial which the whole church must take up, he said, but it lies within the plans of divine providence. And there you have, in a nutshell, everything we're going through right now. So when you talk about a culture of death, which is something he spoke frequently about versus a culture of life, we're seeing it. I mean, here in Canada, the answer of our Canadian government to the problems of our generation is death. If you're depressed, uh, they're making it possible now for just depression to be uh, um, an excuse to be able to have assisted suicide, to kill yourself. If you're pregnant, have an abortion. Um, if, if you're old and you're a burden on the medical society, again, take your life. Hey, death has become the answer to everything. And I, I like what you said about having more babies. You know, the answer to the problems of our generation is not to depopulate. People are the answer. People, intellects, people come up with ideas. We, we're hardy. People, you know, we think we're so advanced right now. But if you look at the technologies people had several thousand years ago, like the Roman aqueducts and how they built the pyramids, these people were brilliant. And, and we think we're smart because we can sit at a gaming console. We think we're smart because we can make a, a computer chip. I, I, you know, I have to be frank. And I, these words have been on my heart all week. They're actually, they're from St. Paul who addressed the Galatians. He said to them at one point, he said, oh, stupid Galatians. How is it, he said, that after you've been so enlightened by the gospel, you could go back to what you're doing? And he called them stupid. I mean, and people think, oh, that's so uncharitable. But you know what? This has become one of the stupidest generations in the history of mankind. And I have to qualify that a bit because there's a lot of people who are just being outright deceived by propaganda. And I mean, what makes propaganda so effective and so good is that it is exactly what's happening now. It, it appears that it's all truth because everyone's saying it. It's the line. And they're, they're censoring and canceling all the other voices that contradict the narrative. And so, you know, I've got family members who all they do is watch the, the six o'clock news. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if that's what you do, 
you're going to be deceived because today the truth is not found on the six o'clock news. And I'm, listen, I'm a news guy. I come from the news industry and I was an award-winning documentarian back in the late nineties. So, you know, I, it's not like I hate the industry, but I don't recognize it anymore. It It is not about journalism anymore. It's about keeping your sponsors who for the most part are big pharma. So here we are now. We're in this you, final Mark, confrontation. If, if you could hold that thought, the final confrontation, yeah. we got to take just a quick news break. We'll be right back. This is James O'Neill with a check of today's headlines. President Biden is calling on Congress to stop a nationwide rail strike by imposing September's tentative agreement on the unions. Dr. Anthony Fauci could not cite any studies that changed his mind about masking against COVID-19 during a recent deposition. New research shows fewer Australians are embracing cryptocurrencies following the plunges in their value in 2022. For all the latest community events, rallies, marches, festivals, and fundraisers happening near you, visit the What's on Events calendar on the TNT Radio website at tntradio.live. Stay in touch on TNT Radio. We're back with Mark Mallet. Do check out his websites, markmallet.com, countdowntothekingdom.com, and waitaminute.ca. And you were talking about the final confrontation. Yeah, well, let me, let me tell you, uh, let me quote you a pope. This is 1884, Pope Leo XIII. And he could have said this yesterday on your radio show. Listen to what he said. 1884, he said, at this period, the partisans of evil seem to be combining together and to be struggling with united vehemence, led on or assisted by that strongly organized and widespread association called the Freemasons. No longer making any secret of their purposes, they are now boldly rising up against God himself. And that which is their ultimate purpose forces itself into view, namely the utter overthrow of that whole religious and political order of the world which the Christian teaching has produced and the substitution of a new state of things in accordance with their ideas of which the foundations and laws shall be drawn from near mere naturalism i i mean i just scrolled and that just popped up just as we came out of the break and i'm reading this this is exactly what the great reset is this is exactly what klaus schwab is promoting and you know people you know they say oh, oh you know the, the the right wings or whatever they want to call them in their secret societies but here you've got a pope and i think it's something like two to three hundred documents from the popes condemning this organized group of men who are now today exist in the major bankers around the entire world and bringing about the utter overthrow of things. Well, today it's being done in the most ingenious way. How? Two ways. One, they invented climate change. This idea, of course, well, global warming, we should say, because climate, we all know, changes all the time. But they've come up with this idea that, you know, that mankind by simply breathing is, is, is going to be bringing us to an existential crisis. And the second thing is COVID-19. This is what Klaus Schwab tells us. These are the two pillars of the Great Reset. And both of these things right now are being used to control us. And pretty soon now, and they were seeing it in the, the Netherlands, I don't know if you saw the headline today, but 3,000 farms, they will be closing so that they can reduce these these greenhouse emissions and so forth. And I t it, once again, all the honest climatologists, especially from Europe, are, who've been saying, look, you know, the the 
contribution of man to global warming is is negligible negligible compared to oceanic warming compared to the solar cycles and things that we don't even understand but this is propaganda this is working and so people think that greta thunberg is the second coming of christ and that she has she's going to save us and i don't know what i can't I didn't look at the clock lately. We got, what, six years and two months and three days left before it all ends, according to Greta. I'm not sure what it is, but here we are. And and so what they're doing now is they're overthrowing the entire religious and political order. And we're going to see a special with digital banking. We're going to wake up one morning and literally overnight, the cash under your mattress will be worthless. We will all be tied into digital IDs. We won't be able to travel. We won't be able to do what we want to do or go where we want to go unless we've received our 54th booster shot. And this is the world we're entering into. And you know, thank God for people like you who are shouting from the rooftops. And I am trying to as well, warning people this is coming. But I, I, I'm imagining that you're pretty tired like me because there's a lot of people who we will not change their minds until the jackboot is on their neck and they won't, they'll suddenly realize all those so-called conspiracy theorists were right. And I don't want to be right. Uh, I'd rather not be right. Cause I'm a grandfather. I got eight kids. I'd rather they have a future where they can own a cow, but apparently that's now going to be illegal pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, you, you nailed it. But lately, what's on my mind, because, you know, I spent over a decade, uh, I think you were talking earlier about uh, education. You know, I spent, I was a high, uh, middle school, high school teacher, uh, university professor. I taught at the top schools in Kazakhstan and, and, and Mexico. And I just ta- talking about all of this stuff as well. You know, people would call me crazy. And then uh, during the pandemic, I'm getting WhatsApp messages, Facebook messages from old students all of a sudden wanting mm-hmm. to know what's going on because... I'm not so crazy anymore, but um, I'm tired. Yeah, it's, as you said, you're tired, and I just want to. Uh, I'm a father too, and it's just like you want to spend time, m- more time, spiritual matters, you know, nature, trying to stay sane because it's 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 getting harder and harder to stay sane, even knowing what we know. It's 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 tough, and you know, w- would you say that? And that th- th- what you just mentioned is what I've been talking a lot about the past two plus years. I like the term algorithm ghetto because back in June of 2020, <laughs> I interviewed the, Ju- the the Jewish historian Edwin Black, and that's what he calls it, the algorithm ghetto, like the Jewish ghetto. So they're going to put us into these digital ghettos where they turn everything off. And like the Bible says, you can't buy or sell. And that's it. Unless you submit philosophically, ideologically, spiritually to the dictates of the system, right? You have to accept LGBT, transgender, climate change, mm-hmm. COVID, right? And so, you know, and I think the ultimate goal is world government, no? Uh, that's what like Revelation and, and Daniel imply, no? A global government that's a scientific dictatorship, you know, uh, what's your thought on that? And then possibly how close we could be to all of this coming to fruition? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that what we get from Daniel and then St. John's uh, visions in Revelation, the book of Revelation, is that they both foresaw basically what they described symbolically as this beast. And basically in St. John's vision, we just we, we get a little bit more detail about it. And, and what he says is that nobody can buy or sell without taking this mark of the beast. And the other thing of note in book of uh, in chapter 13 of Revelation, he also says, the people cry out, who can compare, who can fight against the beast? So let me just speak about that for a moment, because the first thing what we're seeing right now 
is that you and I have no control over this. Klaus Schwab and the global leaders around the world, they're calling the shots right now. And Bill Gates, for all that matter, is calling the shots too, definitely. Major funder of the World Health Organization. Anybody who thinks he's not calling some shots there or influencing things is 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 gullible. So we've got these unelected officials moving forward with this plan, and now they're talking digital IDs. Well, no, thank you. I, I'm not interested. I didn't vote on it. I didn't vote on it for my country. I didn't vote on lockdowns. I didn't vote in my community to have mandates that would keep my neighbors from being able to go to a coffee shop, even though they've had COVID and are perfectly healthy. Didn't vote on this stuff. And so what we're seeing is St. John's revelation is literally coming true. But who can fight against this global beast? Now, here's the thing. You know, a lot of people will mock Christians about the mark of the beast and so on. But when have we ever had a global system where people cannot buy and sell without receiving an injection. And now we're seeing the technology. This this came out uh, during the pandemic, an actual tattoo technology. It's now in development. MIT is working on it. Others are working on it where you can, they will literally tattoo your flesh with the vaccine. And, and then in your skin, the vaccine record will be imprinted in your skin. Now, I got to tell you something, and people can accept, take it for what they want. But my son and I were talking about the Mark of the Beast about a year and a half ago. And the next morning I woke up, and and I, I actually, while my son and I were talking, I had this image of an invisible thing being stamped on your skin that would be like something to do with, with a tattoo or something like that. And I woke up the next morning, and a new story was republished exactly on what I just told you, this new technology to, to tattoo the skin. And St. John says this in the book of Revelation, people's skin will be stamped. Now, I I don't know. I'm not I don't I don't want to say for sure. I don't know what this mark will be. I think we'll know when the time comes. Some say it could be the RFID chip. And now we're seeing Again, this is being reintroduced in the media. It was talked about by Klaus Schwab, actually, the RFID chip. We're seeing other countries beginning to introduce this where you can go in and buy and sell with this thing. So all I'm saying is this, speaking from a rational, just a completely rational, even if you don't believe the book of Revelation and you think Christianity is a myth, you have to agree, you have to admit, Revelation chapter 13 is coming true, whether you believe it's tr a true prophecy or not. It's happening right now where the conditions are all there. The infrastructure is there, especially once this digital ID comes in, that we will not, and I repeat, we will not be able to buy and sell unless our vaccine status is up to date. And unless, as you said earlier in the program, we agree with LGBT, our, our Facebook pages are, are cleansed and purged and our Twitter accounts are all, all right. I mean, this was prophesied, by the way, all by, by uh, Isaiah in the book of Isaiah. He talked all about this happening, this global seizure of our rights and of people's property. And he talked about it on a global scale. And, you know, people can mock the, the, the scriptures, but it's remarkable to me how much of this is coming true right now in our time. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the things that first draw me, drew me to Christianity was the prophecy. And it's like, okay, you know, I studied yeah. history and it's just like, it's all 
you know, it's it's science. You verify, okay, people will think it's some you know holy silly book, but then you verify it with real political, scientific, historical data, and then you know, then you think, mm -hmm. okay, if the prophecy checks out, then everything else Jesus said should should also be <laughs> true. And um, you know, I think uh, we're gonna jump to our break uh, again. While we're at break, you can check out Mark's websites, markmallet.com. That's two L's, two T's. Countdown to the kingdom.com and wait a minute.ca. We'll be right back. Deweaponizing weather with reality and perspective. You can't make this up. There is a law firm suing the oil companies on behalf of Puerto Rico and the districts of Puerto Rico for a hundred billion dollars claiming that climate change is making hurricanes worse. Now, let me get this straight. You live in a tropical island right in the middle of the main development region for major hurricanes. And let's see, how many major hurricanes have struck Puerto Rico? Well, there were two back in 2017, but before that, they keep missing them. In fact, I can't even tell you when the last time before 2017, they had a major hurricane. They are going to get major hurricanes every now and then. There are going to be slow-moving ones like Fiona, which dumped a heck of a lot of rain, but not because it was a strong storm, but because it was moving so slow. This is absolutely pushing the whole thing to a point of ridiculousness. This is meteorologist Joe Bastardi, TNT's climate and weather watchdog, asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. Are you finding it harder to do the things you used to do? like vacuuming or getting to appointments. If you need a bit of support at home, the Australian Government's My Aged Care is your starting point to access services. You'll find all the information and advice you need in the one place. To find out about other services, eligibility and costs, call 1800 200 422 or go to myagedcare.gov.au. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra, spoken by Heather Christie. Today's news talk. News and information. TNT Radio. We're back on our final segment with Mark Mallet, Roman Catholic singer, songwriter, missionary, writer. I think you've also got a book from 2009, Final Confrontation, and the websites are markmallet.com, countdown to the kingdom.com, and wait a minute.ca. And just to get your thought on the astonishing level of Stockholm syndrome that we've been seeing the last couple years, it's almost this willful. Ignorance, I also chalk it up to cowardice, this, this compliance. Just, uh, I, I was in Kazakhstan living at the time when the pandemic started, and then I flew back to, escape back to Mexico. And it's, you know, I feel like we might, have, might as well have had Hitler himself instructing everyone to follow the COVID, proto COVID protocols, and people would have complied. And so I don't know if it's just, as the Bible says, a spirit of delusion that's coming over people and you know in terms of catholics calling out the nwo the most prominent that i've seen have been a few local priests here and there there was one priest here in guadalajara mexico where i am calling out you know the great resets uh, yourself michael j matt a remnant tv who i enjoy patrick coffin life site news and of course archbishop uh vegano and so um you know just your thoughts on this how everyone's just complying you know masking up hand gel doing following all the protocols and why so few people are speaking out yeah um yeah you're you're right uh dr vladimir zelenko who is a jew who just passed away this past year you know he said there's a mass psychosis it's akin he said to what happened in german society before and during world war ii 
where normal, decent people were turned into AIDS just following orders, type of mentality that led to genocide. He said, I now see that same paradigm happening. For me, who as a Catholic and, and being immersed in the scriptures and applying it to the news today, which is, I think this is why the Lord probably got me into news in the first place. I see the scripture of um, that uh, St. Uh, Paul spoke about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where it says that God will send a strong delusion that those who refuse to believe the truth will then be they will believe this delusion and they will be condemned. So in a sense, they're bringing judgment upon themselves. And I personally think we're at the beginning of this, this strong delusion that's happening. In fact, uh, church father Lactantius, because uh, again, all the, this is what Our Lady has been saying. And us Catholics talk about Our Lady. We talk about our mother in, in heaven. Of course, you're from Medjugorje. You know, Our Lady of Medjugorje has been speaking about these times as well. And uh, Lactantius, a church father, said around the first century, somewhere in there, he said that this will be a time in which righteousness shall be cast out and innocence be hated. Now, as I'm reading this to you, everybody just think about what's going on in the world. He said, in which the wicked shall prey upon good as enemies, neither law nor order nor military discipline shall be preserved. All things shall be confounded and mixed together against right and against the laws of nature. I mean, right now we're seeing this in gender ideology. <laughs> I mean, right, good is evil and evil is now called good. He goes on to say, thus the earth shall be laid waste as though by one common robbery. And let me just stop there. This is the great reset. This is build back better. It's going to be one common ro robbery. Uh, the, one of the greatest transfers of wealth is happening right now from the, the, the poor and the middle class going up to the wealthy, up to our elite masters. And so Lactantius says, church father, one of the early church fathers says, when you see these things happen, then the righteous and followers of the truth shall separate themselves from the wicked and flee into solitudes. So here he's speaking about an underground church that is coming. And I think we can all see that the writings on the wall it's my personal opinion uh that we are we are well it was john paul ii who said it in 1976 that we're facing the final confrontation between christ versus the antichrist if you read if you go on to read in revelation since we're talking about it go to revelation 19 and 20 what happens well it says that this beast who makes everybody buy and sell with with this mark is eventually cast into hell with a false prophet and then there's this time of peace that comes upon the world. And I know many of your evangelical listeners, they, they probably think that we Catholics don't worship Mary. We, we worship Mary and we don't. That's uh, breaking the first commandment. So that's pretty, that's a no brainer. But we do consider her to be a mother and she has been appearing throughout the world and the church has investigated these things very critically and found that in some places our lady's appearing. What's she saying to us? We'll take Fatima, for instance, that apparition. She predicted these times. She said the errors of Russia will spread unless people convert. What are the errors of Russia? It's communism. It's Marxism. It's all the things we're seeing right now with the Great Reset, climate change, and so on. It's communism with a green hat. That's, that's all. It's just communism with a green hat. It looks nice. It sounds nice. Oh, we're going to be sparing nature. And we're going to have to depopulate the world at the same time, but we'll be sparing nature. 
And she said these things will spread throughout the world, but then will come, she said, an era of peace, a period of peace. That's exactly what it says in the Bible, that after the death of the Antichrist, there's going to be a time of peace before the very end of the world. And so, if I can give your your listeners a bit of hope, the the, the hope is that doom and gloom is not going to win the day. Evil is not going to win. L- listen to the prophecy of Micah. This is Micah chapter 2, verses 1 to 2. I mean, again, I'm I'm stunned by how this is happening right now in our day. He says, Woe to those who plan iniquity and work out evil on their couches. In the morning, broad daylight, they accomplish it when it lies within their power. Okay, so here we are. Let me just stop there. They accomplish this evil when it lies within their power. You've got George Soros. You've got Klaus Schwab, Prince, or sorry, King Charles, all saying there's a window of opportunity. Justin Trudeau, they're all saying the same thing. They're reading from the same page and saying we have to go at warp speed now because the window's open. There's there's an opportunity right now to use COVID and climate change to completely redo the whole economic system of the world. And so what does it say? It says they covet fields. This is I'm reading again from Micah. They covet fields. Who's buying up land now like nobody else in the world? Bill Gates. They covet fields and seize them. Houses and they take them. And again, I just said to you earlier in the show, in the Netherlands, they're seizing three 3,000 farms will be shut down. Again, it goes on. He says, they cheat an owner of his house, a man of his inheritance. And what are they planning? It's Agenda 2021, or 21, rather, Agenda 21, which is now Agenda 2030. And it says right on the World Economics website, Forum's website, it says they want to rewild nature. They want to take down man-made structures and move people into urban areas. Brothers and sisters, we are living biblical prophecy. It's got to come sometime for some generation. We've got to stop saying, oh, everybody says it's their times. Everybody says there are times of the end times. You know, Cardinal Newman said the same thing. He says, everybody thinks there are times of the end times. But then he went on to say, but there's a special darkness about our times right now. And and what really marks our times, he says, is that 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 eclipses in a sense of truth. The truth is being eclipsed, where people now look in the mirror, they look at their bodies, and they don't even know what sex they are. This is the time of lawlessness that precedes the Antichrist. This is what St. Paul said. He warned them. He said, don't think the day of the Lord has come until the revolution, the rebellion, or the time of lawlessness has come. And this is what we're in right now. Even George Soros said, we're in a time of revolution right now, and they're frothing at the mouth because they they see it. And it's sad to say, this strong delusion, this mass psychosis, this uh, Stockholm syndrome is happening. It's happening right now where people think that this mask on their face is working. And I'll tell you, I've read the studies. I've gone through probably 200 studies. I've written about it. I've I've quoted the science, the physics, and, and people who are experts in this. And people sit there and they think that this, this even though the box of their surgical mask says it won't stop COVID, they still think it does. Why? Because those painted anchors on the six o'clock news told them it does. And some guy who's never treated a patient, who's the in-house doctor and the expert they always quote, 
uh, says they work and therefore they do. So yeah, we're in an extraordinary time. Common sense is dead. Logic is dead. And this is what Pope Benedict spoke about. He said there's an eclipse of reason happening and he says if we don't come back to that consensus of truth that the nations all the nations recognize called the natural moral law he said the very future is at risk and uh this is where we are i mean it's exciting times because we know that jesus is going to be intervening in a very powerful way soon but i think we're going to be going through first this great storm this man-made storm and if I have time, I could just share with you briefly what happened to me in 2006. You got a few minutes left? We got about uh, four minutes left. Okay, this won't take me long. In 2006, I went out for a drive on the prairies, and I saw this storm rolling in. And, um, and I heard very clearly in my heart these words. There's a great storm coming upon the earth like a hurricane. And... It was clearly, it was a voice. It wasn't an audible voice, but it was a voice from outside of myself, but within my heart. About two days later or so, or within that week, I went and sat down. I opened my Bible to Revelation chapter 6. And I began to read what St. John calls the seven seals of Revelation. The second seal, let me start there, is a sword is given to the earth to take peace from the world. The, th the third seal is something to do with hyperinflation all of a sudden a day's wages can only buy so much like a, a bushel of wheat or whatever and we're seeing right now hyperinflation happening around the world and of course we're seeing peace being taken away from the world as nuclear war could break out any day the fourth seal it speaks of the sword famine and plagues what's happening in the news they're telling us prepare for a famine it's all this is all man-made by the way this is man-made stuff the war the, the famine, hyperinflation, this is all being caused by these guys and their lockdowns and their irresponsible, reckless mandates. And then new, new diseases, they're already breaking out. What's the fifth seal? Persecution. The martyrs cry out from underneath the altar. How much longer? God says a little bit longer. And then you hit the sixth seal, which is all of a sudden there's like this mini judgment breaks out. And people think it's the end of the world. They think the final judgment has come, but it's not. If you read on, it's not. And then the seventh seal, there's silence in heaven. And in Catholicism, we have many mystics and seers speaking about a mini judgment that's coming. It'll last 10, 15 minutes, some of them say, where God is going to shake the world. There's going to be a, an earthquake. There'll be a great shaking. And so what I've described to you is basically the great storm that is here and coming. And we, we can see it. It's unfolding before us. And the closer we get to this moment of the sixth seal, this great shaking, we're going to see events happening one after another, getting closer together, like the winds of a hurricane. The closer you get to the eye of the storm, the more intense, the more violent, the, more, the worse it gets. And so let me just conclude by saying this. How do we get through this? How do we not go insane? How do we not go crazy? And I wanna, I wanna quote that woman clothed in the sun who is appearing in your Croatian country. And she says, the answer is prayer. If you wanna know how to get through these times, it's not gonna be building a bunker, storing up food. And even though storing up food is wise, I, I think there's a good logic to that. And you should, you should have food and water stored up, but you're not gonna, that's only gonna last so long. You're gonna get through these times by a relationship with Jesus by being close to Jesus, by walking with Jesus. As St. Lactanius says, people will separate themselves from the wicked, 
But you've got to be with Jesus. We're, we're out of time, and I, w- I wasn't uh, kidding when I said your commentary is profound, very passionate. Again, uh, people can, can go to markmallet.com, countdowntothekingdom.com. Wait a minute, that's yay. Thank you so much for being with us on TNT Radio. We're out of time. I'll see you all next time.